You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Loving our, our series at the moment, The Unshakable Joy. Come on. It's so good. It's so funny. Um, and, and this is how you know that um, we have pastors that pray because I was driving the car and I saw all these songs hit the radio and they all had the theme of joy. They all had the theme of joy. I'm like, oh my goodness. We're leaning into something that there is a, a need for uh, new levels of joy in our community. So good, so good. Well, I was thinking about joy and I was like, man, joy is like a feeling, right? Like, how do you express, how do you, how do you preach on joy? And the Holy Spirit said, well, hey, turn to my word. I'm like, okay, that, that'll help. You know? <laughs> I was thinking almonds of joy, but that's candy. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, they're good though, so maybe. But uh, I remember the Holy Spirit was just saying about the fruit of the Spirit. And in the fruit of the Spirit, there is joy. And as you would know, the scripture talks about that. But I love this line in 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. What a great reminder that we're called as sons and daughters of the kingdom to walk in the Spirit to walk with the fruit of joy, that wherever we go, that we bring joy. We bring joy. So I love that. Well, I think joy, you know, if I was gonna put it in my own words, you know what I would say joy is like? It's like seeing with um, heavenly glasses. In San Diego, we need sunglasses. If you don't have sunglasses, it's like you're not wearing pants. It's a little weird. It's like, where are my sunglasses? Or maybe just me. But when you have your right glasses on, you can see things differently. You know, when you, don't have, when you don't have the right eyeglasses, things can be a little bit negative. You know, you're like, oh man, it's just, it's not gonna be a great week or I don't feel great. And you start leaning on feelings. You ever remember those moments where we start to lean on feelings and our personality comes out? I heard you, Kat, laughing at that. But there's something about joy when joy's at the front of it, we're like, you know what? I'm so thankful for today. I'm so thankful for who I am and who, whose I am. I'm so thankful for the life I live. I'm so thankful for the things that I, I get to be a part of. I'm so thankful that I'm part of Awakened Church. I'm so thankful that our city is blessed. You start actually counting the things that you're thankful for and not the things that you wish you had more of. It's a shift. It's a shift of faith. But joy is, is, is it's almost like a tow hitch. All the guys lean in, tell me more. Tell me more. A tow hitch is so important that it has the strength to bring more. Like you need a tow hitch that can pull a boat, right? That might be different than towing a trailer. But joy is so supernaturally powerful because joy introduces the other fruits. Joy brings the faith. Joy brings love. Joy brings gladness. Joy brings self-control. That without joy, it's like you don't even have a hitch attached to your truck that's going to bring the other fruit. I know I'm a little excited about this, but uh, it, it's so, come on, so good. So good, so good, so good. Hey, Matthew, Matthew 12. I'm sorry, Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Um, my marker, I took my marker off. How dare you? So this is a story of the, the wise men that go to see Jesus. 
And I was just thinking about this story. And um, leading to this Sunday, I text Chad, Chad Lincoln, who loves Chad? Come on, Chad and Heidi, amazing. I probably do something you're not supposed to do as a preacher. You're like, hey, can you, can you do this, this song on Sunday, perhaps? And he said, yes. I said, actually, not this song. How about this other song? And uh, what I love about um, our house is the excellence behind it. Because it wasn't a song they knew, but they said, you know what? If this is what you're feeling, I'm, we're going to do it. It was so, it was so amazing. It, it brought the presence of God there. And it was so powerful. But Silent Night um, is a beautiful story because um, and, and it captures this moment with the wise men go to um, see Jesus being born. And what's so important to this, this whole story is that, um, that there was a time between uh, when this happened and 400 years before that there's, there's reports that the, um, the rhema word was not flowing. As we know, as rhema word is like what God is saying right now. God is saying right now. And so there would have been the written word and there would have been tradition. So 400 years, so these wise men are living in a moment where it's like, man, okay, we know what is written, um, and we know what our tradition is, but um, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Let me read it to you just so you can capture the entire thing. Here we go. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Come on, so powerful. Come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. The wicked get troubled. The wicked get troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what is written by the prophets. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, come here, wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, hey, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you find him, bring him back, bring back word to me then I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And they opened, excuse me, and when they had opened their treasure, they presented the gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What I wanted to share with you today were the three examples that the wise men demonstrated of joy. My message today is titled, Rejoice, Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. There's something so powerful about rejoicing. 
I really love this, sto- this, this story, and it's so powerful, and I wanted to capture the whole scene so you understood where I was going with this. But the wise men, what, what's so interesting, they knew tradition, and they knew what it was written before, but they didn't know where Jesus was. And I think that, you know, they probably went to the festival. You know, you know um, um, Israelites had their, their festivals, the, the festival of atonement, where you're bringing the lamb and you're bringing your offering to forgive you for sin. I think in a moment like that, the three wise men were there and they're like, wait, are we doing this again? Are we doing this again? I understand what is said, but it feels like, you know, I know what's going to happen. But I feel like there should be more. Isn't there more? And I think in that very moment, I think there should be more. I think the Holy Spirit spoke to him. There is more. There is more. And they would have come to the, the prophetic word and said, okay, well, then what is it? What does it say then? Because this is, this is intriguing us. You know, sometimes when you're intrigued by yourself, it's a little weird. But if you got buddies with you, it's not weird. It's kind of like, okay, come on. And you egg each other on. It's like, hey, I thought we were going to go find out if there's more. Come on, are you with me here? Come on. Hey, the first point I wanted to make was that, that the wise men demonstrated joy when they went to go look for him. When they stepped out of their comfort zone, stepped out of their tradition and said, hey, let's go look for this one, this Messiah, the one that they wrote about. And we kind of get stirred up, but let's go break out and do this. You know, the scriptures say that um, as we search for him, he searches for us. As we close the distance with the Father, he closed the distance with us. Isn't that amazing? I love that. I love that. That's why, that's why Kat and I have always, you know, when, when Kat was in the Navy, we, we said, you know what? Come hell or high water, we want to stay in San Diego. Our dream is to build the kingdom of God here. So we're believing with all that we are that we're going to stay in San Diego. Um, I love that because that's kind of like these guys. We don't want to leave the covering. We don't want to leave what God's put on our heart to do here in San Diego. That this is our city. We're called to, to reach the lost. We're called to establish the kingdom. We are called to set a, um, a reputation around the world that San Diego, oh, that's the city on a hill. That's the city where you, you come to encounter God. Oh, you need a miracle? You need to go to San Diego. You need breakthrough? You need to go to this small town that's called Bressy Ranch to come get a miracle. Oh, you're interested in building the kingdom? Then go to Bressy Ranch. I'm telling you. What's it called? Awaken Church. What? Come on. I love that. It's so good. The second point that I love that uh, they illustrate is they worshiped him. They came in his presence and they fell down and worshiped him. Is there a better response when you come into the presence of Jesus? That you come in to worship him? I love, I love worship. Um, it's an atmosphere changer, isn't it? You ever try to change an atmosphere and you, you, you turn on some like grunge rock? You're like, oh, that changed the atmosphere quick. You're like, I like this beat. And then they start singing the words. You're like, oh, I used to sing that. But then you put, you put, Worship music on. You put Christmas carols on. You put Silent Night on. You're like, oh my goodness. It is so amazing. And you start singing. You're like, I feel better already. Wow. There's peace in our house. Man, there's peace in my car. Man, I feel like 
I feel so filled. I'm ready to, I'm ready to go again. I'm ready to take territory. And it's funny to think about worship when you, maybe um, when you're new to Awaken Church. I don't know how they do it in other churches because this has been like our church. But uh, it almost kind of looks like, you know, Christian karaoke. <laughs> you ever thought, you're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to sing karaoke. kind of my past karaoke karaoke king here but you know what I thought was so amazing about um worship is that is that it's prophetic you're singing these scriptures you're singing this word and you're prophesying at the same time it's words that you may not have thought of and you're like oh I'm prophesying this I'm prophesying this I'm prophesying this like the prophetic word is flowing out of you it is so incredible it's so incredible. It's prophetic. It's so powerful. I love that the wise men did that. It's amazing that they would have done that. You know, when you do something and you're like, I'm not even sure if God's in this. I'm not even sure if God, am I making this thing up? Like, Kat, should we really do this? I don't know if we should do this, but we should do this. But then you do it, and you're like, whoa, that's amazing. God's with us on that. I feel like the wise men were in that moment. They had this revelation prior to this point where it's like, hey, let's go follow this star. Yeah, you can follow some, some stars to some weird places. But they follow a star that actually led them somewhere. And they come in this moment, they're like, oh my goodness, we were on to something. Oh my goodness, there he is. Can you imagine the joy that's in their heart? Can you imagine their minds thinking like, oh my goodness, everything's about to change here. This is going to be, this is not, they're probably not thinking about other people than themselves. They're like, my life just went to a whole nother level. We just 10x people. That's amazing. Come on. The, the, the third point that they did, that they demonstrated was to bless him. The blessing, they brought him gold. They brought frankincense and myrrh. And I actually kind of think that they were probably planning to go to the festival of atonement and sacrifice their sins. But when they got this idea that, no, we're going to see the Messiah, I think they upgraded their offering. I think they said, wait a minute, wait, 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 we're about to go see the King of Kings, and you're gonna bring him that? This is no longer about me, this is about him. This is no longer about what he can give me, it's what I can give him. There's something so powerful about that. It brings Malachi 3.10 to, to light. Because you know when, what a king provides is protection and provision. The most important person in your life and you would bring something so secondary. But so powerful, these wise men knew, they're like, wait, no, 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 we gotta, let's, let's, let's rethink this thing because we wanna honor, we wanna bless, we want, we want him to know that we are for him. We want him set up, we wanna bless him. And just like it says in Malachi 3.10, you know, bring your tithes to the storehouse so there may be food in my house. And test me now in this and see if I won't throw open the, the windows of heaven and pour out such blessing. There's not room enough to contain it. I know that we, we teach around finances and we teach around giving. And, um, you know, as Pastor Jurgen would even say, when uh, him and Pastor Leanne came, they're like, okay, what's the game plan? How are we going to start the church? People say, hey, don't, don't talk around money. Don't, don't let women preach. And don't introduce the Holy Spirit and move in the Spirit. 
He goes, there's our game plan, Pastor Leanne. <laughs> but I'm so thankful they teach around money. Which is interesting because it's, it's teaching around giving. It's teaching around honor. It's teaching around giving. It's so powerful that as they give, but can you imagine they would have brought that? And the value, I don't know what the value would have been because it doesn't say the exact amount of gold or frankincense or myrrh. Well, let's just say maybe it was like their entire wealth. A moment to, to honor the king, a moment to bless the king. How amazing is that? That they would bring their very best to, to worship him. I like that picture of the toe hitch because you could, be, you could be saved in this place. You could be doing life, but maybe you're not doing life with joy. Maybe you have a relationship with Jesus, but there's some things that are just missing that he wants to add to your life. And this idea of fruit, that you can actually have a life full of fruit. Isn't that amazing? Now, these three wise men, I think after this encounter, where they looked for him, where they worshiped him, where they blessed him, can you imagine what the revelation was? Can you imagine what happened to him afterwards? They're like, we got to go tell more people. We have to go share this, 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 this joyful experience. We found Jesus. We were all wrong. <laughs> Maybe they won't lead with that. We were all wrong. There's something so amazing about that. I'm so thankful for Awakened Church. Because we talk about the house of transformation. I know that this is a place where you can come in one way and leave the other. That you can plant your life here and, and receive watering, encouragement, healing. You catch one word, a prophetic word. It can be a game changer for this next season. It can lift up your eyes. It can fill you with joy. The house of joy. I'm telling you what, I know that Bressy Ranch is blessed because of each and every one of you. Bressy Ranch is going to flourish because of Awakened Church family. I'm thinking, I'm thinking as we go out that we're carrying this new revelation of joy. That wherever we go, oh my goodness, here's my moment of joy. Here's my moment that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with people. You know, Kat and I were having lunch the other, uh, the other week, and we were outside eating and next to uh, a couple of ladies, and they were complaining. They were complaining about everything. And, and Kat leans over to me, and she goes, you know what we should do? I'm like, should we go tell them something? She goes, we should buy their lunch. Like, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm so thankful that she could see life where I could see maybe darkness. You know what happened when we bought their lunch? Didn't make a big scene of it. Just went in to say, hey, we'd like to pay for our friend's lunch. And then the waitress came out, said, can I get any boxes for you? They said, no, just the check, please. And then leaned over and said, oh, we, we bought your lunch. They could not believe it. Their, their joy, it was like joy hit them. They're like, thank you so much. What made you think to do that? <laughs> it 
My wife is close to the Holy Spirit. I'm not. And I was wearing shorts, so they started hitting on me. It was just so funny. Cat wanted me to throw that in. It's so funny. It's so funny. I share that story because joy is contagious. The joy you carry. Then go out into the world full of darkness and bring life. They could see Jesus in that moment. They may not know it was him, but it was a seed. I think we need to be sowers of joy wherever we go. I bet these three wise men, they sowed to the last breath. They sowed joy. They sowed joy wherever they went, telling people about the Messiah, telling about his greatness, telling about how amazing he is, the blessing he is. You know, Silent Night, I asked the, the team to, to prepare for it. And uh, I was doing some research on it. it. was so powerful about it. It was actually written in the early 1800s by a priest, Joseph Moore. And it was composed by a friend, Franz Gruber. But it was, it was written in a town in Austria. And what was interesting about that time is that they were, they were plagued with war, the Napoleonic War, or wars, I should say. And so they would have known disappointment. They would have known calamity. They would have known restlessness. They would have known depression, offense, death, heaviness when you're living in a place like that. And I think you probably got to a point of like, wait a minute, we can't put up with this. We need something new. And out of that moment, he wrote this poem that turned out to be Silent Night. He's like, I need someone to compose it. And so Franz Gruber composed it. You know, they say about the, um, the song itself that they actually thought it was a famous composer that did it. They thought it was maybe like Mozart or somebody because of the, the greatness behind it. 200 years later, we're still singing that song. What would have been a breakthrough moment for the priest in his congregation for the city has been a breakthrough moment for over 200 years as we sing. I feel awake in church. We are called to be singing joy, songs of joy. We're meant to be prophetic. We're meant to go out and bless people. We're meant to change this city. I'm so encouraged that I'm willing to be spent to build the kingdom of God. There are souls out there. There is a city to be one. I'm so excited about the things that we get to do, the people that we get to do it with. It was so amazing. Would you stand to your feet, please? I know in a moment like this, around Christmas time, sometimes things come up that aren't pleasant, that aren't joyful. Well, it's easy for you to be joyful. Maybe your marriage isn't on the rocks. It's easy for you to be joyful. You might not have a medical condition. Maybe easy for you to be joyful. You don't have a financial hardship. 
easy for you to be joyful, but you weren't abused. I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit is in this place. And I invite you to lift up your hands, open your heart. I believe this is a moment where the Holy Spirit wants to come exchange disappointment, hardship for joy. To bring his presence and breathe on you. To bring breakthrough, to change what you're used to. It's amazing what he says about his peace. It's beyond understanding. Not that we have to know why he did it or how he does it, but he's so gentle to say, no, 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 why don't you just take this and I'll take that so that you can be in blessing, that you can live out your best days. I'm telling you what, I'm thankful for a filling up of joy. Wherever people go, that they would say, Jesse Sullivan's full of joy. Whatever he does, full of joy. Whatever he puts himself to, full of joy. Father, I thank you for your sons and daughters. Holy Spirit, would you fill us with your joy? Would you renew our joy? Would you bring a new song to us? Would you lift up our voices? Would you help us see the things that you have set before us? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Was that a word for anybody here? Not too much applause. I might go for another 30 minutes, people. Come on. The key component in having joy is having a relationship with Jesus. Because you can know about him, but until you know him, you're missing the greatest parts of joy, and it's Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in this place right now and you're like, you know what? I probably haven't been the best Jesus follower. He didn't do anything wrong. I just kind of just got old, or I just stopped closing in. I just stopped being thankful, or I just, I don't know what happened, but I don't really know him. I don't really spend time with him. That I would love to spend more time with him. I'd love to have that relationship you're talking about. I'd love to worship him on a whole nother level. I'd love to hear his voice and read his word. Or maybe you're in this place and you're like, you know what? I've never chose Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But if I could do that, I would do that where everything can be changed, everything can be different. If you're in this place and you fall in one of those two positions, would you put your hand up? Would you let me know so I can include you in my prayer? Thank you, I see your hand. I see your hand, friend. Where everything can change in a moment because he changed everything in a moment. Thank you, friend, I see your hand. Anyone else in this place? Or maybe you're just like, you know, I just wanna be closer to him. Like I'm saved, but I wanna be closer to him. I feel like I've been a little bit stale. I've been a little bit crusty, but I wanna be joyful. I wanna be like friendly. I wanna be fun. And I don't wanna have a new encounter with Jesus. 
If you're in this place and you want to have a fresh encounter with Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful. All right. Let's pray together, friends. Come on. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for salvation. You are a gift. You are my Lord. I receive your gift of salvation. I declare God is my Father. Heaven is my home. In all the days of, of my life, I will build the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.